This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, June the 10th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm your guy, Friday Hamburger Helper, Eric Cedarstrom, former CEO, shipping clerk, and janitor of this great company. And it's a great day to be alive, and I hope this finds you well, no matter where you are in this wide world of sports gone mad. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender, gold and silver, that is. Something that you can kind of put away and hang on to. And, you know, doing that, uh, well, believe it or not, it may sound corny, but you sleep better at night. Just knowing that you got something that isn't in a computer, something you don't need to pound a sign in to sell, you don't need a realtor, and if you ever have to barter and work your way out of Dodge, a lot of people have discovered throughout history that just about anybody will take it and trade. Call one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You can also head out to the Information Superhighway out at allamericangold dot com. You've got news. You've got prices. You can order. No salesman will call. You don't even have to talk to anybody, which to me is amazing. You know, when I started this company over two decades ago, you had to call in, whether you liked me or not. You had to call in and order from somebody here. Now you can just go click done. And then you just stand there and stare at your mailbox and wait, and then it shows up from some little innocuous little company called PTG. Not even the mailman knows what you're getting. And then you just put it away in that little hole that you've got that's yours that nobody knows where it is. I sit in now on Fridays. I am Hamburger Helper, your guy Friday. I get to sit in with the new CEO. Well, not new. He's two and a half years into this deal. Doing a great job, him and his lovely wife, my niece Sarah, out front. You got Homer in the side. Wendy, on the other hand, Wendy, who I recruited from our dentist two decades ago, is uh, kind of like me. We're on the uh, downside of life. We're we're in the fourth quarter, and uh, she only works three days a week, but she's out there listening, hon. God bless you. Good morning, Joe Jaquin. How are you, sir? Hey, happy Friday. Yeah. I'm excited every time you're here because it means it's Friday. Yeah, not necessarily because you're here. Guy, it's fed up Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now listen, somebody last Friday stabbed their three children. Let's not go that far. <laughs> don't get that fed up. I mean, I, I don't wipe stuff out. I hate to laugh about it, but that's you know kind of going a little too far. So uh, I don't even. There is more news than my yellow lab can shake a stick at. Everywhere you turn. And I mean, I know it's an election year, and election years have a tendency to kind of lock everybody up. I mean, it's. Uh, hard to make a decision and hypothesize into next year when you're not sure who's be driving the bus. But the damage is done regardless of who they put in office. I mean, I'll, I mean, I just still, again, I'll reiterate, and I, we try to talk about things here that nobody else talks about. That way, when you tune in, you know, because you, you can get Fox News mentions Hillary Clinton. Somebody should do a Fox News. Remember the old show, uh, the old drinking game called Bob Newhart's? <laughs> Remember that? And, 101 beer drinking games. Right. Every, that, every time they said the word Bob, you know, because they said it every sentence. Bob, what do you think, Bob? Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. You had to take a shot. Had you done that, every time Fox News has mentioned the name Hillary, you would be a Democrat by now. <laughs> Your well, brain right. would be so shot 
that you actually would vote for. And then you go to CNN and you play the Trump game. Like because it. every time they mention the word Trump, and right. there you go. Right. I mean, who needs money for advertising anymore? So, I don't know. But to put Bill Clinton back in the White House, <laughs> you know, I'm just, is this it? Is this all we've got? Is this what the country's, there's 300 million people here that we know of. <laughs> Another half or 500 million, we don't know. I don't know how many people are here. They, the county is We're ridiculous. not quite sure. Nobody knows. We'll go with an ish yeah, number. Ish. And this is it? Are you kidding me? The president, Clinton, who, who by the way, is censured. And, but I found out, though, I'm, here's my biggest fear if she gets elected, that she's going to, because, you know, women are vindictive. She is actually going to have an affair with Monica Lewinsky's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Which could cause all sorts of problems. So, <laughs> or at least, you know, get reelected or something. So, I mean, it's bizarre. You could not script this. You cannot script this. I mean, well, here we are. So we'll just see how we we do here. You know, I think we really need to to motivate this country, and I know they have. And people can't believe how far a guy that pretty much is. You know, Donald Trump has pretty much line for line said everything that we've said here on this radio program. You know, we need to bring back the jobs. We need to put tariffs on the economically speaking, put tariffs on imported items. We need to protect our markets. We need to get back our intellectual property. We need to quit giving everything away and opening up our borders and just letting everybody in. And, you know, as a conservative and you people, we've all been scratching our heads, you know, for years. Like, again, another another trying to hypothesize that they just open the borders after the years of war and American blood that's been spilled on foreign soils to protect the sovereignty and to fight communism, and they just gave it all away. Because money runs the show. Don't forget the golden rule. That's all about money. Let me ask you a question. If, you, if you're a shareholder, if all your money is in McDonald's stock, or you own a McDonald's, or you work for Yum! Brands, or you work for Home Depot, or Red Lobster, or just pick one of them, the more people you can put in this country, the better it is for you. You don't care about sovereignty. You don't care about your country. I mean, you don't care about anything. This is business. Bring us customers, and we don't care how right. they get Bring it. us customers, and even better if they'll work for less. Right. And then we got cheap labor while they're here. I mean, the more illegal, illegals eat at McDonald's. Let's face it. It's good for business. When you look at it in that light, it's... Uh, a little different, isn't it? Things start to look a little different, start to make sense. We'll connect the dots for you. Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. Smoke them if you got. Oh yeah, rocking and firing. Hey, happy Friday to you. Thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate it. I'm Eric Sitterstrom. It's a great day to be alive, and I hope this finds you well. Talking about the uh, the corporate idea. I mean, you know, you figure NAFTA and GATT, and let's not forget it was Bill Clinton that was president when these two trade agreements went in, so let's put him back in the office again. Let's continue the socioeconomic destruction of America. And, uh, you know, we know where we're heading. We're heading to negative interest rates. Everybody gets a check. There'll be no jobs, and everything's just going to come in from somewhere else for perpetually until we die. And the only way that they can try to give us growth is to open the borders and let everybody in. And, of course, it may backfire on them, the Zika virus, which, you know, is interesting. It's, it's interesting how the, 
in the grand scheme of things, that things have a way of leveling out. Because, you know, the, the Zika virus is affecting South America and Africa, you know. Well, you know, the funny part is Brazil, which is hosting the Olympics this summer, right. is the, like, headquarters of Zika. These are the only countries that are procreating, by the way. Here in America, this, this generation refuses to have babies and families. Well, it's expensive! Right, and you know what? And if they don't have babies and families, who's going to eat a Taco Bell? So we got to bring them in, man. we got to get them in here. This is the business model they've put together. We're a retail society. Who's going to shop? Who's going to shop? they got to keep coming in. The schools, who's going to be? These are government, you know, people. We just had Proposition 1, 2, 3, the teachers. They, now they want to raid the land trust, which it barely passed. And so they all get raises. Now, they, all, they always leave out the fact that, and I'm not picking on teachers. I'm just saying that they leave out the fact that what this was is a raise for government employees. Nobody else has gotten a raise. I mean, we're still in a depression slash recession. There is no growth. There is no retirement accounts. There is no pensions. All that is for government employees. The private sector doesn't get You and I don't get any of that. Well, it doesn't matter. All those pensions are broke anyway. I mean, they're not going to get them. Uh, New Jersey just happened, uh, held up by the New Jersey Supreme Court. They are, I think, the first one to make any progress where at least now the pensioners, and I say at least, no cost of living raises anymore for those workers in New Jersey. Right, that's over. So, But again, you're right, the, the 8% per year growth model that was put in place, and again, we talked about this last week, that the old paradigm of, you know, buy and hold and investing and buying real estate and everything like that, that, that whole thing's broken. You know, and, and, and being able to retire and cash in your investments, I mean, the model is broken. It's very cyclical now. They move just like markets. You have to put charts on them. There is no long-term perpetual process. Well, long-term is like 24 hours. Right. It's the new world. I mean, that's the new world you live in. Think about yesterday. I didn't get to the article, but BlackRock wants Wall Street to kick the state of Illinois out of the municipal bond market. <laughs> Because they are like, it's crap. There's no way they're paying it. I didn't see that. So they want them out. Out. Kick them out. Don't let them in. Make them go somewhere. Right? They're going to have to go down to the the pawn shop and start hawking stuff. Well, the only people that have them anyway is pension funds. You know, government pension funds and uh, college uh, funds. And, I mean, it's ridiculous. No, and private investors aren't buying municipal bonds. They're not buying any bonds. No, nobody wants them. So the only thing it's become now is you can only get so much insurance in your you know FDIC account. So you know if you have two and a half million dollars, how much you got to go open up ten bank accounts? I mean you have to do that now, right? <laughs> or you give it to a, a, a bondholder that you go, okay, yeah, well you know the, the government will pay the bonds if they default on treasuries. And uh, by the way, they're going to charge you money now. Well, we're not there yet, but it's close. Close. Yeah. Listen, you know, ten trillion already trading negative this morning. It's just incredible. The German ten-year boom, which Germany, of all the industrialized countries, is probably the most sound one, traded at point zero one four <laughs> for ten. That's a ten-year. Deal. So if you give them a million dollars, stop thinking about that for a minute. <laughs> give them a million dollars for ten years, they're going to pay you eleven hundred dollars interest. <laughs> That's when the big right. money comes rolling. <laughs> That's almost a hundred dollars per year, ladies and gentlemen. Not quite ten dollars a month. I don't know how you're going to live. So a million dollars, you can't. And you know, 
1980, if you if you had a million dollars and you gave it to Valley Bank, they'd give you a quarter million a year back. That's right. Now think about this though. Uh, three days before this, Toyota got a Japanese ten-year note at point zero one. Isn't that something? Point zero one. Well. We talked about that uh, Bill Gross is back. He was last week. He's the one who said markets as we know them will never be the same. And today he used the word supernova. So, and I thought it was quite interesting. For those of you that don't understand what that word means, supernova, that is probably like the biggest explosion you could possibly imagine. You've all seen the movie in college. I was in junior college. They show you the movie. They turn off all the lights, the old Super 8 running, and the old Super right, right. So that that would be like the the entire Earth exploding, exploding. into bits. Okay, well, supernova. So Bill Gross, and I quote, says there is a ten trillion dollar negative equity bond supernova coming, the lowest rate of return in five hundred. Count them, count them at home, ladies and gentlemen. Five. Hundred years. In other words, in recorded history. Well, what did we do five hundred years ago? You could probably buy a bond five hundred years ago. You absolutely believe it or not, people. Don't, you actually could. From yeah, in England, right, right. Over here, you'd have to like loan the <laughs> over loan the Navajo Nation. <laughs> <laughs> that bond matured. Here's your wampum. <laughs> Here's your beaver pelt. Actually, I think you'd be better off with wampum. <laughs> Than you would with Federal Reserve notes, ultimately. So with paper, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? So I, I, how long can this go on? So 500 years. Yeah, we are seeing uh, well tectonic shifts economically, socially. You know, Sweden voted down the 25. They did vote it down. The 2,500 dollar check for every man, woman, and child. Now that you get the same thing if you live in Alaska, or they did. You know, when oil's expensive and lots of timber, I don't. I don't know what they get now, but uh, but they get a check. You're you right. A, yeah, you get a stipend for living in Alaska. So, of course, that was when you know the stipends got a lot less. A lot more people live there. Oh yeah, right? yeah. You know, I, I than, think maybe five hundred bucks now. So it was pretty big at one point. But of course, everything just adjusts. You know, the the price of real estate, the house, everything. You know, if you're going to live here with five kids, bigger the house, the you know the more they whack you. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two is our business line here. You can call and order, and uh, we appreciate all the support we've received in here over the last quarter century. And uh, proud to still be a part of this. The Zika virus we were talking about, uh, and the I didn't get to finish that. South America, you know, is where the only countries and, and Africa that are still procreating. I mean, you know, they're, they're having families, and the Zika virus, which. Uh, apparently is not kind to uh, women expecting is uh, interesting. A lot of people say they're playing this down, and this is a, a real big issue. I mean, you know, like gigantic, so not being able to uh, well, that's, boy. to bring forth I don't the like next where generation because of a mosquito. Yeah, it's, uh, it could be. I mean, obviously, if, it, if, 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 you, have a, if you have a virus that's, that's gone... Well, viral, for lack of better words, and you can no longer have children. That's why, you know, you put these thoughts in my head. I'm thinking about, you know what, we haven't had a big pandemic that has killed lots and lots and lots, like like the plagues. It's been about 100 years, we'll probably do. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, you know what's even scarier is most societies economically only last 200 years. That's the average. So where we're at now is... Uh, so you're saying we're an old man. <laughs> I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen. Man, it's great. You know, this is... Uh, it's not going to be 100 today in Arizona. And when that happens in the summer, you may want to call and buy some gold because this is definitely a cold day in hell. <laughs> it's only going to be like 98 degrees. I, I'm not kidding. For the next, like... Three or four days. It's they. I want to say maybe they said maybe Sunday it's going to hit a hundred. Right. I mean, last it's crazy. I don't think that ever happened. Last week we played golf in a hundred and twelve degrees. That's normal. Yeah. So. So anyway, I don't know weather. That's the weather. You now think people are going to wear sweaters now for sports. I don't want sports. You know. Well, let's face it. The Diamondbacks stink. Basketball right. has lost me. <laughs> Nobody cares about basketball well, anymore. See the highlights, though? I saw one highlight of, was it LeBron James? Or was he break the, the backboard or something again? or some? He tripped, got up, and made some stuff. And, I mean, literally, he was like 10 feet over the rim <laughs> at one point. I mean, don't you think they should raise that rim? I can't even touch it. All right, I've never been able to jump high enough to touch the rim. <laughs> You possess what we call the phone book vertical. Yes, I have the white man's disease. I cannot <laughs> jump. So, don't you think they should, like, raise it to, like, 20 feet? <laughs> he can stop. Don't, stop nobody it, can. <laughs> It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's just LeBron. Yeah. And then the Cassius Clay service today. Yeah. Man, man, I saw that on TV this morning for a minute. God rest his soul. Well, Allah. Allah rest Mohammed. So, uh, kind of a big deal there, don't you think? Bill Clinton, yes, the new guy who's going back in the White House, is speaking at Cassius Clay's funeral. I didn't know that. I didn't you know, know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a speaker. So I saw the headline, former president. Doing a eulogy, I, I figured I think. This. Yeah. You didn't ask which former Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be at Muhammad Ali's funeral. I should have figured that one out, right? He was our first black president, right. according right. to him. Right. He said he was. So, Al Gore invented the internet. Bill Clinton was the first back black president. You know, when they left office, you know, I was doing that. They ran budget surpluses, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did a lot of stuff. It was a nice trick. When they left the when they left the uh, president, when they left the White House last time, they were broke. They had to get a co-signer to buy a home. Did you know that? That home in New York? Because they can't they claim any income when you're the president. All everything went into a Swiss bank account. You can't be you can't be taking graft, you know. It's okay now. Listen, all I know is Hillary Clinton, they're making this big deal about some twelve thousand dollar coat that she had on. That's the point I was getting to. She had a twelve thousand dollar Armani coat. Let me tell you right now, she needs to get her money back because it still made her look just like Hillary always looked. She looked like a uh remember the old vacuum cleaners bag? <laughs> Your mom had one of those that had that same pattern on it, you know. So an old uh, Hoover vacuum. That's what they looked like, that same pattern. That's that's kind of what she looked like. So maybe that's where they make them from. I don't know. You know, everything's retro. But to be able to say I'm here for the plight of the poor people and, you know, the usual Democrat mantra, you know, we have to lift rising tides, lift all boats, and everybody's getting a check, including me. I just get a bigger check. So... Which I think they should do that here. Everybody should get a check. Just don't tell the illegals. <laughs> <laughs> but no, see, here's that discrimination. I know, but if all of us got checks, then we could just, you know, 
hire the illegals, and it would fix the problem. <laughs> we get a check, we'd hire them to do the stuff that we, right. we don't want to do. Right, and you come trim the trees, you know, do whatever, work on your house, or wash your car, or whatever. So, <laughs> do your radio shows for you. Like, where's all this money coming <laughs> from all of a sudden? Don't tell them. <laughs> I think it would solve everything. You know, Bernie Sanders, that was his plan. Everybody Boy, gets it. Yeah, I, I will tell you, though, the... When you had brought up Bernie Sanders the first time. So oh, he lost before, California. Well, well over a year. Know. Well, right before. You know they, what they did. The day, yeah. the night before right. the primary, the AP came out and said Hillary won. Right. Yeah. And people, you know, are, are sheep by nature. Well, I don't want to vote for a loser. I want to be, feel good about my vote, so I want to vote for Hillary. So, but, uh, so I listened to you him. you got to take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I listened to him. I said Hillary. Oh, there you go. I know. So, again, that's two drinks. So I listened to one of his speeches, and and I came back on the air. After I said, I'll give, I'll give him this. The guy's got a lot of passion, and he had the crowd rocking and roaring, and he didn't miss anybody. I'm going to give young people a check, old people a check, black people a check, illegals a check, this guy a check, foreign worker a check, everybody. I mean... The lesbians, the gays, the trans guys, everybody gets a check. But that was his platform. I know. I'm surprised he didn't win California. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they drive 80 miles an hour in California because half of them got money and the other half are trying to get it from them. It's halftime here at Patriot Radio News Hour. Stay with us. We'll see you here. How the heck are you? I hope this finds you well. Life is good on a Friday, don't you think? When you consider the alternatives anyway. Not that it's uh, Saturday, but uh, life in general. Last week I did a thing on car identification numbers. Do you know That's right. That's right. You were saying uh, the number one right. was, was made in America, and then other numbers were made somewhere else. And then apparently you said that letter, of the, was it the letter L? Well, I had a few emails. People, you know, I, I guess I should have researched it more. So, yeah, it goes uh, one through five. One, four, and five are United States. This is okay, the so beginning of the VIN number of your car. So if the you look the on, very first number. Right. If you look on the door, okay, or you look on the dash, you have a vehicle identification number. So if it starts with a one, four, or five, it's made in the United States. A two, it's made in Canada. A three, it's made in Mexico. Got that? Okay. This is globalism. It's fascinating. If you have, uh, let me see. So that's one through five. Six through seven, they call that the Oceana District. Six A and six W, your car's made in Australia. Seven A and seven E, you're made in New Zealand. And then if you go eight to zero, you are now South America, which these are all going to be important to know. You know, we had a customer 20 years ago when all this started, the Macladoras, the factory workers they put in down in Mexico and General Motors snuck in some factories down south. I actually had a customer buy a brand new Suburban. And, you know, at the time, 20 years ago, they were $25,000. They're now 70, 60 or 70. So just 20 years ago, 25 grand gets you a Suburban. He brings it home, you know, and he's trying to buy American. We're all trying to buy American. 20 years ago, they had put in NAFTA and GATT and all that. And you know, buying American was, you know, what a, what a conservative would do. So he gets it home, and it's made in Mexico. 
He's looking at the window sticker. It says "Made in Mexico." I just walked outside to check the Buick. Oh, you did? Yeah, because I wanted to know. So it, it's actually made, was made here. It is okay. Good. The, so the one that I have. Yeah. You checked your Buick. All right. I checked the Buick. All you people check. I can't believe how many emails I got on this. So, so anyway, you can't get out of a car deal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know they call it buyer's remorse. Trust me, they are geared for your everything you do. You're not getting out of this deal. But apparently, you can. He could get out 20 years ago. He goes, I bought an American car and I want it made in America. And he got an attorney and they unwound the whole thing. So that's what kind of customers that we have. So and I was very proud of them. So anyway, South America eight through zero, eight A eighty Argentina, eight F eight J Chile. 8X82 Venezuela. It's confusing. 9A to 9E Brazil. 9F, 9J. These are again our two, the first two digits. You're in Colombia. Now you go to you go to letters. A through H. Hmm. Interesting. That's a lot of letters. Yeah. Well, let's go A South Africa. Got it? Uh, and that's A B C D E F G. J Japan. K Asia, M, India, P, the Philippines, S, the United Kingdom. And then if you keep going across, oh, if you get two, you go S, M is now Germany. How about that? Well, you're going to need... Wow. I went on Wikipedia, and I looked this up, and I hit print. I thought it was going to be like... I was wondering what that is. That's what I was doing in the back. So I thought maybe, you know, that I'd get a page or two, and I could cover these and print it out. You think we live in a globalist society? 16 pages. To get all the identification numbers Crazy. for cars. JH Honda, JK Kawasaki Motorcycles, JD Daihatsu, JA Asuzu. I mean, it just keeps going on and on. And then you go, let's just keep going. Now you get to L. Here we go, L. The, the vicious L. I saw the first L ever last week on a Buick. And L means China. So L now you got to know where your car came from. L A N is the Changzhou Yamaske area. L B B is Zhejiang Quinjiang. L B E is Beijing Hyundai. L B M is Zhongshan Piaggio. Well, your Chinese is really getting good. Pretty good. You want some egg rolls? Uh, L B P Chongqing Changjing Yamaha. <laughs> you dropped some silverware. I did. L B two Geely motorcycle. Oh, Geely. L C E. I wonder where I got to find. Where's the Buick? Let's see if I can find it here. There's actually, get this, LFV. You ready for this one? Chinese Volkswagen. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. They own Volkswagen? Crazy, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Beijing, Benz, Mercedes, LE4. Uh, Mer- Chinese Mercedes Benz. Ooh. How about that one? Boy, they're all there, ladies and Germans. Even the Germans. Uh, let's see, JAC, I'm going to keep going on the L. Suzuki is now in China. Yamaha's in China. Shanghai General Motors, China. There it is. There it is. LSG. LSG, Shanghai General Motors, LSV. Not to be confused with MSG, but LSG. LTV, ready for this one? Chinese Toyotas. Wow. And then, of course, LVV, the Chinese Cherry. What happened to the Cherry? I don't think it ever got here. I don't think it did either. So now that I'm looking at it, there's like two pages of L numbers. So, yep, they're all there. So you can check your car now so you can thank me for that tidbit of information. So if you bought an American, if you bought a Buick and it starts with an L, 
Take it back and see if they let you get out of the deal. <laughs> and let me know how that works out. I don't think you can do that anymore. So, in the globalist society, they make a big deal out of it. They also, I was reading in the National Auto Dealers News monthly newsletter that five years ago at the auctions, they do an auction report for car dealers, that five years ago if you bought a $5,000 car, what do you think the average mileage on the odometer was? $5,000. How many years ago? Five years. Ago. Five years ago. Yep. Eighty thousand. What a pick! You're in the wrong business. Great job. Okay. Today, now the dollar's not falling apart in the global world, and there's a lot of things you can pick on because there's no new cars. Nobody can afford them, and the ones that are out there, the people are payment into death. They're going to own them forever. So the used car market is as tight as it's ever been. Plus, don't forget cash for clunkers, where they took a really huge amount of nice cars and destroyed them. Got them out of here. So what do you think the average mileage is now, five years later? And they just look at cars that sell for five grand, and they look at the odometers at the dealer auction, and they just run an average. 125,000. 120. You got it. Very good. So essentially, you've added 50% more miles to the car. Yeah, you've lost, well, in the, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, you've lost 40% of your purchasing power in U.S. dollars. So think about that. I don't know. I'll just, I don't know where, you know... Just throwing that in there. Another case for why you need to take the time to protect yourself. And we're not alone. I mean, the, the news that I'm looking at right now, and I know you people are all watching it too, George Soros came out and said he's done with equities, and he's done with uh, the – he says the stock markets are done. Everything's rigged. There's no growth anywhere. The negative interest rates are going to eat this place alive. The dollar's going to fall, and he's buying gold. Now, this is as big as the Chinese going, we're buying gold, but we, we know they are. But George Soros coming out and saying that, what do you think the first thing CNBC and Fox Business News did? Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to leave you with that thought as we head into the break here. And uh, Patriot Radio News Hour return after these messages. you got to love Ramon. producer playing your greatest hits on a Friday right here on KXXD. I'm Eric Cedar, Shrem, rocking and firing from the Hole of the Ceiling Studios in beautiful, vacant Deer Valley. Traffic out on the west side, back up, and uh, let me see, I'll give you the time here. 944, expecting a high of 98 degrees in the Valley of the Sun. Talking about George Soros. How he has, well, he's been vilified by just about Every uh, quote-unquote institutional investor, for as long as I've seen, I mean, he was, you know, of course, ran the Bank of England into the ground and shut down a lot of financial institutions over there through their ineptitude. And uh, he's made billions on currency bets, his latest one, of course, the Japanese yen. And now, of course, you know, a lot of people follow him. A lot of people believe in what he said. He's always been considered, love him or hate him, he's been considered a guru of the financial markets. Right up until yesterday when he said he was putting all his money into gold. Today, they've come out everywhere about, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I read where one of them went as far as, you can't make any money investing like George Soros. Oh, God, no. So he's lost his mind. He's old. He 
he's old. He doesn't know what he's doing. They're everywhere. Read the articles. They're everywhere today. Why? Because. Let me remind you how long this has been going on. They have hired entire television channels and armies of people to tell you not to buy gold. you got to remember, now think about this. What, is, what do they like to do? Is they like to to paint you as, like they did it to Ron Paul, they, they do it, now they're doing it to George Soros. They like to paint you like you're some kind of an idiot. An idiot if you buy gold. Even the, still the fact that it's outperformed every financial institution and investment that you could possibly get in since the millennium rolled over. And even this year, it's up, what, 20%? The Dow is even, negative. Yeah, right, you know, right about where it was. But, of course, stock market doesn't represent the economy. I believe gold does. I mean, you know, gold's just settled in. If you're a chartist, and I like to look at charts. I like to look at things. And Joe, Joe is a black swan guy. Joe always has been. And he's fascinated by the, the uh, tectonic, tectonic economic shifts that come out of nowhere. But charts also predict these things. If you look at a base that gold has put in, it's been in the 1,200 range now for two years, 24 months. I mean, it has settled in. And if you're a chartist, you are at the floor right here waiting for the next rocket shot. And then all of a sudden you get a guy like George Soros, by the way, who's made his billions on rocket shots one way or another, up or down. You know, they go both ways. <laughs> He seemingly is always on the right side of the rocket. Crazy, isn't it? So, I mean, I, I read that this morning, and then I saw the damage control come out, and I'm like, wow. I've never seen People aren't ready. I, I, I'm just telling you. People aren't ready. And, you know, the funny thing is, is especially out and I don't know why, but the last couple of weeks, really in particular, a lot of people are calling saying, Joe, you're scaring me. I'm scared. And I'm like, you shouldn't be scared. That's not the point. The point is to give you the information so you can prepare so you don't have to feel that way. I mean, it's really that simple. It's the Wildwood weed mentality. Do you remember the song about, well, the marijuana? Do <laughs> you remember that? And the feds came, they discovered the Wildwood weed plants, and the feds came and they burned and they dug and they dug and they burned, and they killed all our Wildwood weed. And we just smiled and waved goodbye as they left, sitting there on that sack of seeds. <laughs> That's what your gold is. It's your seeds. You just get it put away. Thank God you have it and hope you never need it. Believe it or not, that's the mentality. We've been constructing portfolios around here through I don't know how many presidents, getting ready to go through another one. Most of our portfolios uh, have a survivalist mentality to them where you have incrementality, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, your material doesn't need to be assayed, doesn't need to be drilled or pour acid on it. You can spend it. It's money. It's liquid in any country, and it's something that will allow you to function in hyperinflated or collapsed economic conditions, which, you know, let's face it, all that they've done is put Band-Aids all of this and they, the money supply, which they don't count. And we're not stuck at $200 gold like we were when I opened this company, where it just stayed, you know, two and $300 for 10 years, and it built a massive base, and it shot to $1,900. Now it's doing it again, but it's not at 200 it's at 1200 Get your charts out and take a look and just lay them over. Percentage-wise, that puts gold at about 5500 an ounce, which is probably where we're heading. But again, you know, you've got a lot of different... Uh, political situations and people are afraid to get out and you don't forget the comics which is as crooked as they come and they manage these gold trades there's more gold 
demand every day on paper than they could ever fill in a physical market, and they know it. And these are the best part, is it's not just paper anymore. Right? They, there's always been a lot of, you know, paper gold demand, but now you're seeing the physical demand is off the charts. I don't know, and I know you haven't seen it, but the Canadian Mint, 2016 all-time record high for uh, silver maple leaves. Just destroying records. They can't get enough of it. They can't make enough of it. And and it's just, it's everywhere. It's global. It's We've never seen it on this type of scale, and there's no let-up. George Soros is seeing the same thing that we're seeing and what I'm seeing. And here's what happened. If you go back and look at, at rocket shots in the uh, hard asset market, that build these massive bases. If you look at the Hunt brothers, they went into the they went into the paper markets, which is where George Soros went. And you start buying up contracts. You start buying up contracts. You then it takes a while. It takes you know you know takes a good time, a year maybe two, to build these contracts up and get these deliveries. Because remember, all all commodities markets you can demand delivery. And while you're doing that, and this is what the Hunt brothers did. You go in and you start buying up physical metal and filling up a warehouse. The Hunt Brothers did it in uh, Krugerrands, because that was the only thing you could get, and 90% silver bags. That's what they did. And then, of course, when the contracts start to come due, and you've been buying uh, paper gold and physical gold, which I wouldn't put it past George Soros. He's got some guy out there filling a warehouse right now as we speak, keeping the premiums down very quietly. And then you did demand delivery <laughs> on, oh, I don't know, couple hundred million ounces of gold. And, you know, the, here's the funny part, because you talked about these paper contracts. They're really at max capacity with only, you know, less than 1% of these contracts actually being delivered upon. It would take just a small amount, less than, you know, a half a percent increase in deliverable contracts will bust the whole comics market. And if George Soros has got the physical market, what do you think happens? This is how it's happened before. Of course, the Hunt Brothers ended up in jail. Now, I think you'd be uh, set aside as a brilliant businessman if you take Bill Gates as a partner. Uh, final segment on a Friday coming up. Stay with us. We look forward to seeing you here. Hey, you're listening to The Blind leading the stupid final segment on a Friday. Thanks for tuning in. We were heading into the break talking about George Soros. Again, now he's the dumbest guy alive. But i got to tell you, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. You know, George Soros wouldn't think anything of bankrupting the comics, busting the comics, and demanding delivery of all these paper physical metal contracts. You need to understand what he does. He bankrupts entire countries. I mean, that's how he's made all of his billions. I mean, he's one of the richest men in the world. All of it based almost solely, really, on currency trades. So imagine having, you know, these un- unmanageable, because they'll let you leverage this. They'll let you just leverage it. They, the physical metal is not out there, and everybody acts like, oh, this is all normal business. But, you know, imagine leveraging this market with uh, billions of dollars and then buying physical while you're doing it and then demanding delivery. Guess the only person that could, de- that could deliver the contract is you. <laughs> George Soros wouldn't think twice about doing that. No, man. he wouldn't. Listen, he's back working every day. The Wall Street Journal wrote an article about how he took a bunch of years off and was doing uh, New World Order stuff and getting all the right people he wanted elected here and there. And they said all of a sudden he went back to work every day. And this guy that's worth billions, 
you don't come back to work unless you know you're going to clean up. Put a, if you put just $1 billion, let alone $50 billion, into the, the non-confiscatable physical delivery market today, it would wipe it clean. You wouldn't be able to get a St. Gaudens or a Liberty tomorrow by Monday morning to save your life. Just a billion dollars would do that. It's coming. I mean, I can't be the only one looking at this. I mean, you know, you can't control. They've issued so much stock and so much paper and everything. You couldn't do that with any blue chip. You need hundreds of billions of dollars. You do not need that much. The St. Gaudens market's already tight as it is. And it's coming. This is what happens. This is what already happened after the end of the 80s. And we saw the runs. We saw the, the traders come in and certify the coins and run them through the roof. I think you're going to see it again, but this time it's going to be uh, more with a survivalist mentality than a profitability mentality. That's just my thoughts. Take them or leave them. Your mileage may vary. Check with Joe before actually doing anything. Today's special, speaking of St. Gaudens, U.S. $20 St. Gaudens. And this will really kind of set the tone for you. I've got only 40. That's it. That's all there is. 40 of them available at Fourteen hundred and fifty dollars uh, this morning, and that's really that's every single Saint Gaudens I could find that from both of my largest suppliers. Right, the huge suppliers. Right. These, these guys are the biggest around that work with every dealer in America. Of course, you know what? When Patriot comes and calling, they all snap too. That's what two decades of no complaints will do. You can buy every Saint Gaudens on the market on a Friday for fifty-eight grand. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> That's every raw St. Gaudens in the marketplace. on my American Express. <laughs> and hey, then, if you do that, we're going to charge you 3%. 800-951-0592. Quick look here. Uh, gold's up a couple of more dollars again today, $1,272. Silver's up $0.05, cents, $17.31. The Dow is down 100 points at 17885 The S&P below 2100 in the Nasdaq's down 50. Well, there you have it. Joe, thanks for letting me do this. I, I love really having you it. here. Thanks for doing it. Uh, I know everybody loves it when you're here. Everybody have a great, great rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend. Make sure you put some gold away before you do, and we'll be back on Monday.